Thanks for tuning in to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. Here you'll find tips, insight, and information to help your music and your ministry succeed. Whether you're a singer, a musician, or a songwriter, we want to help you where you are, but we also want to help you get to where you want to go. We believe that our talents are God's gift to us, but what we do with those are our gift back to God. Yesterday's information is important, but what we can learn today will make this the best day yet. Hello, Rob Novell here with the Charles Novell School of Music. Just want to remind you about CNS 24 happening July 14th through the 20th at Murray State University in Murray, Kentucky. CNS is a place for you to take your music and your ministry to the next level. It allows you to ask the right people the right questions to get the right answers. For more information, visit us online at www.cnsmusic.com. Hey, welcome back to the CNS Podcast, the best day yet. Hope this finds everybody doing well. I, I know I say this a lot, but it comes from the heart. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule, especially right now, to tune in to an episode of CNS Podcast, The Best Day Yet. We love doing these. We love sharing with you and love the feedback that I get. I'm glad that these are making uh, an impact, a difference, and helping you. Um, at times uh, through your life, but definitely through your through your music and, and through your ministry. And man, I hope hope this finds everybody um, alive and well. We are two weeks away from from Christmas, so I understand the hustle and bustle and the craziness of schedules. And y'all, I, we'll talk today. I you know I I burn the candle at both ends, but. I found a way to cut it in half. It's burning from four ends, front and back of each each half that I I cut the schedule in half. But no, there's so much going on, and um, but uh, man, it's also such a, a a great time of year, and I love all of the the holiday things. All of um, man, there are there y'all. There are two months out of the year. June and uh, it's my own month of of Thanksgiving to Christmas. I just lump in that 30 day or so four week period. I just there's no way around it. It's just going to be those two times of Rob's 12 months are going to be the busiest. There's nothing that I can do to change uh, the, the, the craziness of those two times a year for me. It is what it is. Uh, we can do this. The last couple episodes of the podcast, I can I can uh, not let my thoughts control those two periods of, of my life. I, I can also change my perspective as we talked last week on those two areas. But man, so so much exciting things going on. We'll we'll get a little deeper into maybe what I'm I'm I, maybe I'm so raring to go today that I'm just trying to jump in too too soon and not properly greet you. But again, hope everybody's having um getting everything they need to get done. We're two weeks away. Two weeks away from Christmas. I know me. I, I've I I've this is the last week of the craziness that is uh, Thanksgiving to Christmas season of my life. Um, on the 17th, I am kind of hitting the pause button. I get get to check off all the boxes. Everything that needed to be accomplished will be accomplished. And then I can really, really lock in and just enjoy some downtime, enjoy some family time, and truly, truly, truly uh, enjoy 
Christmas with my family. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, today's topic, um, we're going to talk a little bit. We'll probably come back to the last couple of previous episodes. I said this last week. Last week's episode and the week before weren't necessarily connected, but they are connected and they probably even tie into to where we're going today with things. We're talking about prioritizing our efforts, prioritizing our efforts in life. I, I think even now with backing up again, just, just to the holiday season, I think we need to prioritize the efforts that we put into the hustle and bustle of, of this time of year. Um, I, I, I have recently come, well, not recently. I, I, I've been here for a while, but, but just recently I've had to change my perspective. Look at me. I learned when through these podcasts as well, I've had my cha- have, I've had to recently change my perspective on something I've known for a while. I saw last week, you know, social media, uh, probably at the end of the day, maybe the worst thing that was ever ever invented. I saw a post last week about the worst uh, Christmas song ever written <laughs> and convinced them it wasn't Christmas shoes. Uh, they may not be wrong with, with that. Uh, I tend to agree a little bit there. But um, I saw a post last week that um, said they were, they were attacking Christians for celebrating Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just hearing it come out of my mouth is is hilarious. The, here was the, the the context of their point. Easter is more important than Christmas. I I just don't get that. I don't, I don't get it at all, y'all. We don't have Easter if we don't have Christmas. It it, it last I checked, it takes a birth first. To, to lead to the death and then the resurrection. I mean, it, it wasn't like I don't think the I don't think the the story of Christ is born and resurrected. Um, there's a there, there's a sequence, a pattern that has to be followed. And man, I, I think we could prioritize our efforts uh, within this holiday season. Of uh, I think maybe the point was. There is too much um, for this this individual. There is too much maybe secular secularism secularism secular. Y'all look it up and, and email me at info at cnsmusic.com. Tell me how to say that word. Uh, too much traditional side uh, or seasonal side. I'm sorry of the Christmas season and not enough traditional side of things for them. You all, I I love Santa Claus. I said it out loud. If you, you know, unsubscribe from our podcast because I said that, man, I love you. I wish you the best. Ho, ho, ho. There you go, 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 be gone. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Y'all, I'm tired. So I don't know what might happen over the next 20 some minutes here, but um, there is nothing wrong with us enjoying the holiday season. However, with our title today, I think we need to prioritize our efforts. We obviously, the reason for the season is the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas point blank is all about. That's how I was raised. That was the priorities in the Novell household as I was brought up. 
but we also had Santa Claus and traditional seasonal things in addition to the traditional side of Christmas. So, uh, but I think it is important to pri- prioritize our efforts, and we're going to talk about that in in relation to our music and to um, our ministries today as as we go. So, lots been going on. I mentioned a crazy time of year. A lot going on in Rob's life. I gave you that deadline. I'm 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 striving for the 17th. After that, then you know what? Rob can breathe a little bit, getting some deadlines behind me and just taking some some time off. But um, man, I've really had to do just this over the last little bit. I've had to prioritize my efforts. I've had to change some thoughts. I've had to change some perspectives on on uh, the the workload, the schedule, the to do list, whatever whatever you want to call it, uh, there there's just there's been a lot going on. I've had um, nine Christmas concerts that I had to do this season. Three recitals. My last recital is tomorrow. Another item we can check off the list. Excited about tomorrow. It's uh, in combination my students and my daughter Aaliyah's students at North Metro uh, School of Music here in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Excited to um, do a recital with my daughter tomorrow night. So that's the last one. And those, all three of those are behind me, 42 students. We've checked those things off. But I still have, um, I head out at the end of the week. Uh, You all, I had an amazing weekend this past weekend. Um, James Rainey, one of our instructors at the uh, Charles Lavelle School of Music, just an amazing pianist. He, he's played for so many groups over the years, the Greens, the Singing Americans, um, the Hoppers, the Blackwoods. Um, man, I could go on and on. He's currently out with Jonathan Wilburn and uh, just such a gifted player. And man, I got a call a while back and he asked me if I would come um, to... Uh, it started, would I come to his home church there in um, uh, Bellevue, Illinois, outside of St. Louis, and do a Christmas concert with him, that we would kind of do a dueling piano Christmas thing. And man, I was so excited for that opportunity. Uh, you know, we're going to talk today about doors and, and God opening doors and how, how that kind of works in, in, you know, this whole effort perspective, our thoughts and how we how we approach things. Uh, so I said, yes, man, I'll come up. I would love to be part of it. And then that turned in. He called me back and um, uh, he said, hey, on the backside of that, um, I, I, I could book us a Christmas tour for four days through North and South Carolina. Would you be interested in that? And I, of course, said, yes, uh, you don't get the opportunity to um, play along someone of that caliber that often. So absolutely, I want to be part of that, not only from the musical side of it, but man, I love James. He's a great friend, and I'm looking forward to to getting out on the road and spending some time with him personally. But then again, uh, us making some music together and us combining our gifts uh, to give back to God and to encourage and uplift and uh, minister to people over this this next weekend. So went up to um, St. Louis over the weekend, and uh, we had talked, and he had got me some some songs that I needed to be working on last week. And uh, so a lot we're going to talk today is practice. A lot we're going to talk today is preparation. A lot we're going to talk today. And our effort is readiness, just just being being prepared, being ready to go. 
Um, so he gave me a list of things and man, uh, last week I had three or two recitals with, um, 30 students. I had 42 students. I had to teach. I had a couple recording things last week. Um, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I run a school of music. I had a lot happening last week. So, um, I literally had to prioritize, uh, my practice around my schedule, uh, to accomplish what I needed to do. Man, I, I, I was raised by the ultimate bar setter, someone that uh, just encouraged me, Robbie, when you do what you do musically, when you go out and you minister, do it to the best of your ability. Put all of your effort and energy into what you do. Um, don't just go through the motions. Just don't, you know, wing it, be prepared, be ready to go, you know, do what you do with excellence. And, you know, that's, that's translated because it was for 58 years as my father ran the school that continues now as part of our mission statement with the Charlesonville school of music. We're trying to encourage you through these weekly podcasts, how you can maximize your effort and do what you do unto God with excellence. Um, Man, back to that, back to that Easter story. You know, I, when I when I reflect on the Easter story, and and over the last twenty years, my 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 perspective on Easter has changed. You know, as as a as a kid, um, you, you hear what God did, and and He sent His Son, and He died on a cross, so so we could have eternal salvation. And you know, as that is instilled in us, um, as you, as children by our parents and our Sunday school teachers and our pastors and then our youth pastors and, you know, on down the line. Obviously, that story has significance to us, but as becoming a parent and over the last 20 some, you know, odd years raising two children, the fact that God gave a child to to me, a, a child to you, so we could have the ultimate um, gift, and that's our 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 salvation. We could live in, in eternity through Him, with Him, because through His Son, He provided that bridge that would get us from here to there. Becoming a parent and realizing the love I have for my kids, and the cost that would be involved in giving up one of my kids, man, it made me realize exactly how big of a gift that God gave us was how he he could he at any point he could have stopped but he didn't he went all the way he gave us excellence so he deserves excellence back from us in return so I I, I dive in I start working and I'm, I'm getting these songs up and you know I, I you guys know I'm transparent on these things um there's absolutely reason, no reason for me not to be. So um, I, I, I worked, I put the time in, what time I could, and, and just prioritizing my, my practice and my efforts with the schedule last week. But when, when I got on that plane, I was a little nervous to go up there because, again, I want to do my best, uh, first and foremost for God. But James is, is bringing me up there. <laughs> I want it to be good for James as well. So, um, you know, I, I was a little nervous getting there. We got there. We had a practice Saturday night. Um, man, just, just an amazing time 
of um, hanging out, fellowship, making some music, going over the game plan, getting kind of checking off. Uh, here's what we do here and when and why and getting getting a set list and a program all that lined up together. And um, you know what? Uh, that's when I could kind of breathe. And when I had a good visual of what we were doing, I didn't want to go up there and not give my best effort. I felt like, though, I wasn't able to just from the lack of time that I had to prepare. So getting there and going through that allowed me to realize, um, you know what, uh, God um, was allowing me to uh, prepare. We, we've talked about this. We play like we practice, but we practice like we prepare. Even when I maybe physically couldn't be at a piano last week, man, I'm thinking of what I'm doing as I'm playing these songs. I'm listening to the tracks that James sent me and just trying to get those locked into my head. The plane flight up to St. Louis. And I'm listening to tracks. I'm looking at charts and, and notes and, and manuscript that I had written just to, you know, that's that's practice. I, I'm not at a piano, but I'm able to put forth an effort. I could have watched uh, the a movie or anything, you know, and, and, and what they provide you there on the plane. Now, coming home was different. I watched football on that airplane at 32,000 feet coming home from St. Louis last night. But uh, being there um, and going there, I was using that time to go ahead and practice and put as much preparation as I could because um, of effort, 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 effort. I think God smiles when we simply try just simply try. You know, we we talk, I, I mentioned doors earlier. Um, man, as I've been in ministry in Atlanta for the last 18 years, I've numerous times I've had um, people ask me or tell me, uh, Rob, I'm waiting on God to open that door for me. And you've heard that. You've probably said that. You know, one thing that I've realized over the last 18 years in this ministry position is... Um, there are times that people are waiting on doors that are closed and locked from the beginning, but their lack of prioritizing effort to see if that door is locked or unlocked has them waiting, waiting, waiting. Nothing is worse than the waiting game. Nothing is worse than sitting in that waiting room, waiting for an update. So as you know, what I've learned is Faith is an action word, y'all. Faith means um, we we put some effort in. I believe it uh, in it this way. If there's a thousand steps between us and our breakthrough, God will take 999 of them as long as we take the first one. But that's effort. That's us doing our part. So I think when you when you're waiting on a door to open, man, you may need to get up and take that one step of faith. Put your hand on the doorknob and jiggle it. That door may be locked the entire time. We never know unless we reach out and we try. So as we're waiting on doors to open, you know, Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. What does that say? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, you got to take a step forward. <laughs> you got to take a step forward to fulfill that scripture and to open the door. Revelations 3 and 8, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door 
that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. When it comes to doors, you all, our effort, our prioritizing our effort, our changing our thought process, our changing our perspective on things allows God to open doors for us that no man can shut. No man can shut. So excited about what James and I did Sunday in Illinois. So excited about what we get to go out on the road and do together this week. Those are open doors. Those are doors that God has opened for Rob right now. Those are doors that God's opened for James. And those are doors he's opened for us together to go out and to accomplish things that are pleasing unto him. When uh, I've shared the story, uh, as we started to see growth a couple years back with the school, um, before Jeff Stice had had passed away, we were talking one day, and I'm like, uh, Jeff, school's growing, and we're going to need to add piano to our faculty. Who would you suggest? Uh, Jeff Jeff was my big brother. Jeff was counsel. He was a voice in my life. He was someone that I trusted immensely to speak into me. And when I asked him that question, he responded immediately with three names, and the first name was was James Rainey. And uh, God used Jeff to open the door to bring James to our staff at the Charlottesville School of Music. And uh, man, what what an addition that that has been for our, our our piano side of CNS. And you know, we we're, we our logo, the CNS, the C is a piano. It's kind of important when we're uh, we we, you know, we teach voice, we teach songwriting, we teach everything, but. It's really, really important to me to have a good, solid uh, piano staff because of who my dad was and what what he accomplished and what God accomplished through him with that that very instrument. So, uh, open doors, you know, doors opening are a big, big part of what we do through our music and what we do through our ministries. It's that waiting. It's that step of faith to see if that door is open to begin with or has been locked the entire time. We, we mentioned Revelations 3.20. Jesus talks about standing at the door and knocking. You know what? Replace the word door with your music or your ministry. You know, no, let's, let's do this. Replace it with whatever it is you need in your life. What is it that you're facing maybe right now that you need Jesus to show up and knock at the door? What is it? Is it healing finances, your marriage, your ministry, your music, your ministry, your children, your job? Whatever it is, replace that word door with that subject. Now, Jesus, what are you saying here? Here I am. I stand at your marriage. If you hear me, let me in. I'll have fellowship with you with me. Here I am. I stand stand at that sickness. I stand at that cancer. If you hear me, I'll let you in and have fellowship with me. What a promise. I stand at your children. I stand at your career. I stand at that new house that you need. I stand at that car situation that you you have. I stand at your ministry. I stand at your music. You want new levels? Man, ask him for it. Whatever it is, he's saying, man, I'm here. I'm knocking. If you'll open the door, I'll come in. I'll have fellowship with you. Man, what a promise, you all. All we have to do is let him in. But what I think, I think we overthink the process at, at times. I, I think we're afraid to answer the door. Maybe we're afraid to answer the door because maybe we're afraid of seeing who is at the door.
You know, I've been gun shy. I've been leery. Um, we've been in Georgia 18 years. God knocked on the door. I answered it. He said, move to Georgia. I did. Y'all, so let me, let me say it this way. I have enjoyed our time here. I am still a transplanted Yankee at heart. Sometimes I don't feel like I belong in the South, but I'm here. I've had to change my thoughts. I've had to change my perspective on things numerous, numerous times. But I think at times since then, I've been afraid to answer the door because of what God may tell me to do next. You all, we have to trust him. He's saying, look, whatever it is you need, I have it. You just have to let me in. We have to let him in. In Revelations 3, 8 again, um, it says he's placed before us an open door that no one can shut. God has a plan for our lives, you all. We, we, we just simply, we have to move towards that plan. We have to change our thought process, change our perspective. We have to prioritize our efforts. What is it that we are doing to get there? You know, I'm afraid we could do, be too passive of people at times and not active enough in this entire process. Again, I, so many people said, man, I'm waiting on God to open a door. But in the meantime, I'm watching them sit around and do nothing to move towards that open door. Uh, you know, faith faith very much, again, is a, it's an action word. We, we, have, to, we have to move. Uh, it's an active word more than, you know, a passive word. I also believe God created created and gave us, you know, common sense. In fact, it's got me uh, to where I am today in life, um, to, to being completely honest. I, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, y'all. If you, if you don't believe me, just ask anybody that knows me. You know what? They're going to confirm that. You know, instead of waiting for God to open a door for us in our lives, I believe we should, you know, we need to get up and move towards the door place a hand on the doorknob like we talked earlier twist it and see if the door is locked or unlocked people spend too much time waiting on things to happen in their life that god never intended to happen i believe you know the the we can fix being too passive by understanding our thought process we have two basic type of thoughts you all number one we have idle thoughts number two we have determined thoughts Idle thoughts are, are those daydreams. Uh, they can be fun and, and even, you know, an escape, but they're not leading us anywhere. Those are idle thoughts. Then we have determined thoughts. Determined thoughts are thoughts with intent that are actually taking us somewhere that we, we want to go. I think in, in, in prioritizing our efforts, we need to move in our thought process. We need to move out of those those things that we, you know, those, those daydream scenarios, man, it, it'd be great to do that, you know, change it to, man, I, I can't wait till God has me doing that. It's thoughts, it's perspective, it's prioritizing the, the effort that we put into things. A determined thought is versus an idle thought, a determined thought is going to get you inspired to move. And here's how it works. Determined thoughts produce ideas. Those ideas in return produce actions. Those actions combine with our faith in God and trust in his word. And you know what? The willingness and the tenacity to never, ever give up, that's eventually going to produce reality. So determined thoughts lead to reality if we put faith into action, trust, you know, determination. Let's see this thing through. Too many people have given up on things 
because, man, it didn't go the way that they thought it was going to go. You don't know what happened to me, Rob. You're right, I don't. But I know the one that does, and I know the one that allowed you to go through that. I know the one that allowed that waiting period in your life. But that that's not the end all of everything here. You're not prioritizing your efforts by sitting and, you know, wallering in, in my dad would call them pity parties. He's like, Robbie, are you done having your pity party? And uh, man, the older I get, y'all, I, I talked to two students tonight about uh, they're, they're young, 11 and 13. And I asked them, has, has your mom or dad or any parent ever told you, hey, you're going to understand things a little differently when you get older. Uh, man, things just simply um, hit differently the older that we get. Uh, when we go through situations and we look in the mirror and we realized that's what my dad, that's what my mom, that's what grandma, that's what grandpa, that's what they meant. That's what they were trying to teach me. Um, man, determined thoughts, y'all. Stick to things. Tenacity. Uh, you, you can't have tenacity. You, you know what? You can't have faith and you can't have trust in God. If something goes wrong and you just park in that and you don't get up and move forward. You know what? I, 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 I'm calling you. I'm calling them out today. We, we have to. It's, it's not how many times we knock, get knocked down. It's how many times we get back up, dust ourselves off and move forward. So our thoughts can lead to our dreams in life. God has allowed me to, to live several and accomplish several dreams that I've had in life because you know what? I worked hard. I put effort in. I practiced big word there practice. Uh, someone, someone told me that I, I, I didn't have to work for, for where I'm at in my, my life and maybe my career, my music, my ministry. I didn't have to work to get here it was just because I'm named Novell. It was just handed to me on a silver platter. That's not true. Y'all nobody knows how hard Rob's worked any harder than Rob. Well, God, uh, but nobody knows the time that I've put in. So for somebody to tell me that, somebody to tell you that, no, no. Brush that off. Just get up, move on. Don't sit and have those little pity parties. So our thoughts can lead to dreams in life. God, God can lead us to those dreams if we keep him first, if we stay focused and keep him centered in our decision process, if we prioritize our efforts based around staying focused on him, keeping him centered in our decisions, then the doors he opened for us, you know, can lead to our dreams. You know, I, I like to look at it this way, and I think this can help us achieve that in, in, in our lives, in our music, and in our ministries. Uh, this little thing, believe, say, change, do. Believe, say, change, do. Number one, believe your dream. Number two, speak positive words over that dream. Number three, make the necessary changes needed to get to that dream. <laughs> Connecting the last three, this one and the two previous CNS Best AF podcast, make necessary changes. We need to change our thought process. We need to change our perspective. We need to change our priorities. Number three, make the necessary changes. The fourth, start doing what it takes to move from dream to reality. Y'all, if you hear his voice Simply open the door and say yes. And when you do, you're going to find out that that's going to make this your best day yet. 
Y'all be blessed. Hang on. Christmas is coming. All these deadlines, all these checkboxes will be checked off. And we can all stop and enjoy Christmas with our families. Uh, Y'all be blessed until we get back together again. Again, hope this will be your best day yet. Thanks for listening to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name The Charles Novell School of Music. And for more information on CNS and our upcoming events, like our online school, our weekend regional sessions, our creative coaching, and our pastor's retreat, you can visit us at our website at www.cnsmusic.com. As you've listened to this episode, we hope that you've gained some information that you can apply to your music and to your ministry to make today the best day yet.